Welcome back to Sober Grind. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you better understand addiction and recovery. My name is Austin, and I'm your co-host along with Pej. If you need help with addiction, whether it be for yourself or someone you know, call us 24-7 at 877-577-9382. Today, we're talking about spoiling your kids. Can this behavior lead towards addictive behavior and enabling later on in life? Are you ready? Let's talk about this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Sober Grind. This is episode 70. I can't believe we've been doing this for 70 episodes. 70 episodes. Over two years we've been doing this now. Staying consistent. As always, I'm your co-host, Austin, along with the ever-so-amazing... Pej! Pej. Pej man. So... We have a awesome topic today. We're talking. Do you want to introduce it? Do you want me to introduce it? I want keep, you to introduce keep the suspense rolling. Okay. Today we're talking about spoiling your kids from a young age. Can this actually lead towards addiction, drug addiction? If you spoil a someone that's uh, predisposed to addiction, we're going to talk about a couple different angles here. So, can this actually lead to addictive behaviors on the child's end? And can this enable you to enable addictive behavior on them later on in life because of the early childhood spoiling? So this is a great topic. We're going to dive in here. Pej, any particular reason you wanted to talk about this today? Yes. There's a lot of particular reasons. And it's not just because of the Persian community, which a lot of their kids will spoil them. Mm -hmm. But this is about um, what I've observed and just in the last few years of seeing a lot of different there's a lot of different types of people that come to treatment and usually like when they're in their youth and they um they come from certain walks of life from certain families um you will see uh certain behaviors that are displayed such as mm, expectations wanting things mm. you can tell that they have been a lot of things have been handed to a lot of people and because they've been given a lot of things that they expect a lot of things and if they don't get them they will act out so i'm not saying that all kids that are spoiled are going to become full-blown drug addicts or alcoholics but obviously you know when you have kids that are growing up um, in their youth and even like in their adolescence and parents just throw money at them or they give them objects or shiny things or toys or or a lot of um big toys like nice cars and things like that um this this doesn't help a kid actually grow up and learn how to earn things in life. So they expect um, their parents to keep on giving them stuff. And um, if like by chance, one of them happens to fall into certain behaviors or hanging out with the wrong people, and because they have a lot of money that their parents are already given to them, uh, things come easy such as obtaining drugs or alcohol or both, then um, next thing you know, they one may develop a, an actual addiction and become a mm-hmm. full-blown addict. And if that happens, then they will um, go on and, you know, continually keep on using. Um, they will exhaust their own bank accounts, their own allowances, and then they will c- try to go after their other family members or their mothers or fathers. And, and and a lot of parents will just keep on throwing stuff at them and just be like, no way, kids, you're bothering me. Here you go. Here's here's 100 bucks. Or not even know. Like sometimes they'll manipulate. They'll lie. They'll get what they need from their parents. They'll get a 40 here. An 80 there. Not really, their parents have no idea that this is going towards a bag of heroin. 
or towards a bottle of Bacardi, or some of some parents are fine with them drinking. They actually would rather them drink in their house, right? But regardless yeah. of the fact, spoiled kids, from what I have seen, turn out when they when they do become full blown addicts or alcoholics, become um, very they you know they, they become entitled. This is something that we all say in the treatment team, uh, in the treatment world. We say this is a very entitled person is this uh, displayed entitled entitlement issues. They they think the world owes them, um, and so they're going to be harder to work with because they have not ever really had any life experience. They've never earned anything. Yeah. So let's back uh, and uh, uh, deconstruct a lot of that because you covered a lot of good topics there. And if anyone has any particular questions about this, uh, let us know. But so what are, you know, let's expand on some of the early spoiling behavior that parents uh, do for their kids that uh, can later on lead to addictive behaviors. What are some particular um, habits that parents have uh, that you didn't mention? And can you go in a little more in depth uh, to some of these behaviors? Well, I think one of the best ways to help your kids is, is by teaching them at a very young age how to earn things. You know, reward them in the in the right way. Don't just give them more than what they deserve. If you just, let's say, for example, with video games, kids that play video games, like we already know that video games can become highly addictive, right? And sometimes kids get burnt out on the same game. So they ask, and then some parents will just buy them something new, rather than what have you done? Like how's yeah. it going in school? Like what are you doing? Are you doing your chores? Are your chores um, something that you're doing because you want to do them? because you think it's the right thing to do, or you feel like you are just doing them as incentive to be able to actually get something out of it. So this is something to think about. You know, you don't want to, like, flood your kids. And not just, just I'm not trying, I'm not saying here today that all spoiled kids become, you know, addicts or alcoholics. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, is as children, when they haven't yet uh, maturely developed, when they haven't spiritually developed, they don't really have anything, like, they didn't grow up as somebody that, it's all ego, basically. They're kids that are little ego monsters that get everything that they want, and that's why they will um, continue to expect their parents to give to them. I noticed that Rod said right up here, um, he said, loving and spoiling are two different things, and the chances of borderline personality disorder and narcissism are far greater, that's so good when he talked about this, are far greater to be created than addiction. That can mm. happen, too. Interesting. But if you get, like... Uh, kids that are have narcissistic traits i mean if they're diagnosed as narcissists we yeah. have big issues here and borderline too some some say that these are disorders that are almost impossible to to cure but you throw that type of personality disorder and and put addiction in the mix you have a complete shit show on your hands excuse my French. Mm -hmm. so how early do you think this behavior actually starts is it from you know early infancy, or do you see it playing more of a negative effect uh, from early uh, childhood into teenage years, or more so during teenage years, or does uh, the timeline of things have any effect? Um, I, you know, I, I think it's case by case, different people. I see Jocelyn saying, I see what you're saying. However, I was from far from spoiled. I did, however, get a lot of mileage into the adulthood due to my mom's guilt for imposing, exposing me to serious childhood trauma. See, I too myself, like, I believe that um, 
obviously, like when an infant is an infant, they don't really have an ego, right? They, they're pure. They're in their purest form. They're growing up from infancy, and um, there's only a few things that they require in life. Uh, a baby bottle, um, food, yeah. sleep. That's what's going to keep the, the infant at a certain capacity. But then when the kid starts to grow up a little bit and, and wanting things, like you see kids when they're playing with their friends, like little kids, um, one will have their toy or one will try to grab their toy. And I believe that that's where the I want or give me type of mentality comes. Give me that. Give me this. Mm. Things that make you feel good. I mean, a pacifier could be seen as something that like will relieve a child, right? Or a bottle of milk. Not to say that all kids um, suddenly just become addicted to the bottle and then a baby bottle and then all of a sudden grow up and become full-blown alcoholics. But I think it's all in the way that you raise them. I really like what lo- what Tom said. There's there's the way of loving your kids. So like, let's say, for example, if you just throw things at your kid and you want to like just shut the kid up and give them all the video games or all the toys or all these different things, rather than truly teach them to earn it. Like if the kid doesn't deserve certain things, you can't just keep on throwing things at him. You got to sometimes say no. Yeah. So, gotcha. And then, so this is great information from the parent's perspective here. So uh, for anyone that's just joining in, we're talking about how um, spoiling your kids can lead towards addictive behaviors later on in life. Let's pivot over here to the child's perspective, the individual's perspective. And if anyone has any insight or any questions, uh, please continue to leave comments and we will get to them uh, as we can. How do you think the child from an early age on into the teenage years sees and develops this behavior? It becomes more regular and does it become harder to break then the more that this negative behavior is introduced, the spoiling behavior? So, okay, so one of the reasons that I, I wanted to even start up this topic today is because they came to mind because of some of the, the clients I'm working with currently who have, some are born with a silver spoon in their tongue, in their mouth, so they expect and they, they're really difficult to try to break down and make them earn things and they have to lose everything before they become desperate enough, right? So there's certain kids, like you think, I think back to like when I was in junior high school, there was always the cool kids because they wore the cool clothes and they had, their parents would buy them like top of the line stuff, all the nice stuff. All, and they, as we grew up and went up through like high school, um, I had the little, um, the little Volkswagen bug, which wasn't that appealing. It was a hand-me-down car. And then I had friends that had like the Corvettes and like the raised trucks and like their parents would just throw money at them and they, they all got to like have the nice exhaust system and all the, the, the great, uh, music system and then the sound system and the boom box and all this that and the other right so they had everything given to them and on top of that with all of the money that was being thrown at them they also had an endless supply of drugs and alcohol it was good to be like their drug dealer because they had the money i had the dope let's get it's on a profit so like most of them the ones that had everything are not alive anymore they all died at a very young age you know they got very caught up in stuff now what i see is a lot of these kids that are in the early 20s that are coming into treatment that have hopped around and gone to a bunch of different treatment centers because their parents have some great stellar insurance and they they just basically put them from place to place and say here's my kid fix them they come in already with an attitude you know Mm. they already have this like pompous arrogance about them like you can't really talk to them because they're very stuck in their ways so 
one has to think like, where did it stem from? Where did it start? Did this kid just become a snob, alcoholic addict because he's a snob? Or did this happen from a very young age, his upbringing, where he was? Was there a lot of wealth? Was obviously like people that don't come from wealth aren't gonna act like that because they don't know because they've never been handed all of the things that, um, that some kids that haven't been handed everything get. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that. And then on top of it, like, it's, it's all, what about the, um, the enabling parents? I think a lot of parents, like, because they are so used to spoiling their kids from childhood, once their kids become full-blown addicts or alcoholics and they go to treatment, the kids are still playing them from a distance. They're like, send me cigarettes. Send me money for, for energy drinks. Send me this. Send me that. Give me, give me, give me, give me. You gave me all my life. Now you're just going to cut me off? What kind of a parent are you? These kids will become full-on manipulators because they always got what they wanted. Now they realize that the only game that they're up against is trying to overcome the challenge and the hurdle of trying to pull the wool over their parents' eyes so that their parents will go right back to how they were when they were growing up in their childhood and give to them and give to them and give to them. And it's just nonsense. It's like a person's ego has to get broken down to the point where they can get um, humble enough to truly see the value in what earning money is about and becoming their own person, becoming self-supporting by their own contribution. In other words, like the kid, like there's some parents that they have it with their, they've just had it with their kids so much to where they have to wash their hands with them, right? I have seen kids that um, never get well because they live in the lap of luxury. You know, they end up going right back to their parents' houses. Sometimes they live in these like very beyond well-to-do houses. Like I'm talking like mansions and things like that. And one tends to wonder, why doesn't the kid get well? Well, he, he's still living off of his parents. He's still living off of their riches. The parents are now giving them a car still, which that car that they're using, they're misusing. They're transporting drugs in that car. They're doing drugs in the car. You know, their car is a pigsty. Their room is a pigsty because they've always had somebody cleaning up behind them. Parents would often even, like, have a maid come through and clean their room for them. So they never really know the value of living, like, as a regular human being because they've always been taken care of. They basically become... Um, large, spoiled, rotten brats in a, in an adult body. Yeah. Am I saying too much? No, no, that's that's great and hopefully uh, very insightful for everyone. I want to talk about corrective behavior here. So there's uh, a couple different angles that we can go. Uh, first off, let's talk about the clients that you work with in treatment. Uh, obviously, different types of therapy are used as corrective measures here can you talk about what's used in the treatment setting uh to actually correct some of these behaviors i mean there's cbt therapy there's dbt therapy it's it's basically refunction reprogramming the brain um different methods trying to see where people are meeting people where they are and trying to to come in a therapeutic fashion and, and you know just showing them different methods of how to act but the person has to also be open and willing to wanting to change i mean yeah, I I um I think about what what Rod was saying earlier about the borderlines. You know, like a, a borderline personality disorder is it's real, it's real, and a lot more people mm-hmm. in the treatment setting these days are being diagnosed with it because of um because of the way that they're raised. You know, and, and sometimes like uh, if a person doesn't come to terms with the fact with the fact that they could be borderline or a narcissist, which a lot of people will never admit it, they will never not. look at, at themselves and and say. Uh, you know, I have, although I've met some that 
actually come to terms with it and they know that that becomes their biggest enemy because they act out. They act out in many different ways, in sexual manners. They act out in, in uh, selfish manners. They, they, they run like a tornado through people's lives. And it's really hard to work with them because, um, because of the fact that they're so stuck in that molded way of being that they, they just cannot break out of that pattern and, until they want to get honest with themselves. It's about like getting honest with your innermost self and just letting, those, letting go of those old ideas and not acting like that anymore. Yeah. That is a, a great uh, way of segueing into the next one of self-correcting. So is it possible to self-correct this behavior within yourself without the guidance of someone else? I believe everybody needs guidance in life. I mean, what did, what did Einstein say? You can't fix the problem with the same brain that created it. I believe Einstein True. That, right? So it's like, based off of my experience, and this is even like an early age. I remember when I was 17, 18 years old, I was working in some um, company where I started doing cocaine with a guy that you knew, like this guy, he had endless money. He came from a very wealthy family. And... Um, and he would just go up to Richter. I mean, it would start with cocaine on Friday night, and by Sunday morning, it became straight up freebasing cocaine, right? Mm. And the family was scurrying and scrambling and trying to find him, and he would be shacked up in some high-rise uh, hotel. Not motel. Hotel, like, just going wow. hard, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, how do you change that person's mentality? He's been to treatment already at that point, like a few of them. And this is, like, in the 80s and 90s, right? So it's like treatment wasn't... Uh, it was there, but it wasn't like you had a lot of treatment to choose from. You either went to like the ritzy place or you just went to some county bed facility. But like the guy, 20 years later, 25 years later, I saw him more recently, he's still smoking crack. Wow. He's still a crackhead, right? It's like, wow, I'm, I'm, it's amazing. You're like, a, you're like a unicorn, right? You're still going, right? It's very rare to see someone go with an addiction for that long, but he's not all there anymore. So corrective measures. But it's like, so okay, taxing on the body, too. It's got to be, right? Body, teeth, you know, and the mental, the mental aspect of it. The fact that, you know, you're just shot out. At some point, you're shot out. So can that person correct himself? Can he change himself? Does he have the ability to guide himself out of crack addiction? I think not. You know, I, I think truly, like, not only do you need help from um, people, but also you need to... Um, to come to terms with certain things and get honest with yourself and make an absolute decision that you want to change your life all around. And in more cases than none, I've noticed, based off of my own experience and seeing it in other people, is when people get to a point of desperation and, and realize like their lives are not working with them and there's the point of no return. You know, to where yeah. I, I don't want to go backwards anymore. I want to go forwards. I want to, I want to do everything I can to not have to live that way anymore. Yeah. Hey, turn your uh, phone notifications off real quick. It keeps dinging. <laughs> and then I want to get into the um, parent side of things, corrective behavior for the parents. So say they have been enabling and spoiling their kids for a long period of time. Is it at what point is it maybe too far too gone? It, does it ever get to that point? Or what can parents do to correct their own behavior to prevent this behavior of their child from escalating into drug addiction or alcoholism or, or just addictive behaviors in general down the road? Um, 
I think if parents, parents need to gain an awareness. They need to know that their kids are not exempt from becoming worse and worse throughout life. A lot of people with a lot of money um, think that they are going, that their kids are going to follow in their footsteps and get educated the way they were and go to the best, you know, world-renowned schools and become something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is, is that when you're spoiling that, hi kid, Daniel. Those Go kids ahead. could have been going to the same schools that you did, the Harvards and the Stantons and UCLA's and all those different places. But I'm, I'm I don't know how to turn that thing off. I tried. Um, regardless, um, so I think you know, it's it's about nipping it in the bud early in life and making sure that um, that you address this stuff early on or you're going to have big problems on your hands yeah well that's great pej do you have do you have any final thoughts on anything that we didn't cover as far as enabling spoiling behavior and how it can lead towards uh, addiction and addictive behaviors later on in life or how yes. to correct pay attention, pay attention to your kids when they're growing up look for their behaviors if you see a kid is acting out or behaving a certain way you may have uh, a big shit show on your hands. And I'll say this because what I've experienced is there's kids with, with oppositional personality disorder. Mm. There are kids that um, they're just tyrants. You know, they will act out and do certain things. And the only way that they can comfort themselves is by doing drugs. There's a lot of kids that their kids, their parents will try to put them on Ritalin at a young age uh, to calm them down. And then down the line, you know, that becomes a process for them where they depend on the Ritalin to, yeah. to level themselves. And as they grow up, they may have other um, certain types of brain functions that set them on a path of, of seeking other things to start to use in life that um, may be different than others. And I don't just say this, like, I asked this question on my Facebook a long time ago about what do you think about people being on, um, about kids that are either put on Ritalin or Adderall mm. or Vyvanse as children. Yeah. Um, Hi, know, Tom, by does, the way. Does this turn people into full-blown drug addicts? And a lot of people uh, argued that. They said, what kind of a question is that to ask? And then there's some people that came on and said, well, I was on it, and I became a full-blown heroin addict. So this is mm. something to think about. Like, do we want to medicate our kids to try to change them? I understand there are some kids that experience bipolar symptoms or they become, you know, they may have a lot of mental health issues. But definitely we, we want to take corrective measures at a very young age don't spoil your kids don't spoil your kids just make sure that your kids earn whatever they get in life don't hand them everything uh show them love but show them love like sometimes it has to be tough love don't just hand everything to your kids and expect them to not to to just grow up and be perfect children because in more cases than none you're going to have um kids that, that act in in many different acts out in many different ways to get what they want when they when you've been giving them everything that they think that they Deserve. Excellent. Well, Pej, thank you so much. I think we covered a, a lot of great information here. As we wind down, if you have any final thoughts or, or final questions, uh, anybody that's watching live right now, let us know. Uh, leave a comment. Otherwise, even if it's afterwards, if you're watching this after it's, it's not live anymore, uh, still leave that comment with your question or, or thoughts, and we will address it uh, as soon as we possibly can. If uh, you'd like to get help or get treatment for addiction, please reach out. 
don't wait until it's too late because it can get too late. Uh, call us anytime at Beginnings Treatment Centers, which is 800-387-6907. You can also reach out to Pej. You can reach out to me. We will help you to the best of our ability. We will get you the help that you need and that you deserve. If you want to listen to any of our past podcasts, we have an amazing website, SoberGrind.com. You can check out all of them on there. There's tons of blog articles and everything you can imagine on there. And if you learned something today from this podcast, if you love our podcast and you want to support our podcast, all we ask is write a five-star review on iTunes. It seems silly, but if you just take that five minutes out of your day to go on there, write us a review, it is a massive help and it really allows us to spread our message and positively impact more people's lives. Pej, thank you again so much, my friend. Happy thank New you. Year to you. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year! <laughs> sober, grind, sober, grind, sober, grind, sober Grind, out. Out. Oh.